us from Albuquerque, New Mexico, is Liz. Liz, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Thank you so much for inviting me. I have a ton of weird stories. Cool. Excellent. And I think it it really started with uh, me being a kid and uh, my parents had bought this hotel in Duluth, Minnesota, and the name of the hotel was the Hamilton Hotel. Okay. And um, as a little kid, the place absolutely terrified me. I could see things and I could hear things that nobody else seemed to, to notice. And my parents kind of um, laughed that off as me being just a sensitive kid or um, that I had just this really good imagination. And this was also during the time of dark shadows. So that was back in the, the early to mid 60s. I guess it was in the mid 1960s. And Excellent. I, that's a, I would watch dark shadows uh, on the sci-fi channel, uh, especially when I was at home sick uh, in school. Uh, they would show it on there, and I would have really, really strange dreams from uh, from being half awake watching Dark Shadows and Lost in Space and and, and whatever cough medicine I was on. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best um, formula, but um, yeah, it was it was scary. So um, so I was grateful when when we moved and. Um, we made our, our journey very slowly um, to California. And the coolest thing about California was, I grew up in San Diego. Uh, if you were interested in anything out there, there is, um, there is a teacher, there is a group, there's a community yeah. in yeah, which yeah. you can join. So I had this, uh, because I was sensitive um, and just incredibly shy, I had, um, I, I, I would absolutely freak out if anyone said hi to me. So as a teenager, of course, I wanted to outgrow that because I was missing, I felt so much of my life that um, I had uh, decided to um, take up acting classes, which um, was a lot of fun. And then um, from there, I had the opportunity to meet all these really cool people. Well, one of my friends invited me to an open-eyed Shaktipat meditation, and this was in La Jolla. And I was not a stranger to meditation. In fact, some of the the acting training that I had gone through in high school is where you lay on the floor and you yeah. see the birds, and you really like sink in and you just kind of become one with the element. Yeah. Well, that is not what open-eyed Shaktipat meditation is. When we got into, it was in the little shuffleboard court in La Jolla, and unbeknownst to me, on one side of the room is the card room, and on the other side of the room is like a vortex. So we did this uh, meditation in the room that was the vortex, and it's just, a it's kind of like Sedona, where you go up to the mm. top of one of the mountains. Yeah. It's a vortex. It's just a place where there's uh, power. It's like power... Uh, that comes up from the earth that you can feel. Sure. So my friend and I, we um, the the chairs were like in a uh, like in a semicircle, and we all. I, well, I always because I'm not super tall. I always prefer to sit in the front row just so I don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. So he and I were sitting in the front row when this beautiful woman walks in, 
and she sits down in front of us and uh, the room was packed. Um, so I, I felt kind of lucky that I, I was invited to do this. And she was from Texas and she was beautiful. She was graceful. She was articulate. And she began to, to tell us a little bit about uh, how she wanted us to do this open-eyed uh, shock depot meditation. And the direction she gave us was to look you know, right in the third eye, which is, you know, right above. Well, yeah. some, for some, it's between the brow, and for some, it's a little bit higher. Or to look into her left eye. And it's like, well, that's trippy. I've never had this kind huh. of meditation. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see what this is going to be like. So as I sat there, and uh, it was like almost like waves that, uh, and once she started, it was like waves that you would see um, heat rising from asphalt, how it makes that. Like yeah. wave as it comes yeah, up, yeah. except this was horizontal as she looked across each section of the room. It was it. I I began to just like oh my god, um, it's, <laughs> it's like wonderment was starting to kick in. Wow. So finally, I was I was sitting there with my friend, and when she looked over in my uh, my direction, and I was directly in front of her, it felt like I was pushed back into my chair. And uh, the room got dark. Mm. And it's like, wow, that how did she do that? Because now it's like my uh, my reasoning started to kick in. It's mm -hmm. like she's sitting in front of me, but now the room is dark. And it's like, how did she do that? And very slowly, what I began to see around here are just like like little colors dancing around um, the like the entirety of her body. And um and then all of all of her body, it's like colors started to jump around. And um, and so I was blinking, trying to get my sight back. It's because, you know, like something is happening to me and I don't know what this is. Yeah. And then very slowly, as I looked at her face, it's like it very slowly began to change. Mm. And she all of a sudden she had a different appearance. And as I was sitting, in, I was like awestruck. It's like, what on earth? And it's like each, like with each breath, a new face would come in. And then all of a sudden, one of the faces I recognized, it was my mom, except she was a man and she had a mustache. Oh, wow. And then Whoa. the faces kept going. Um, I recognized some of my faces like as um, uh, like an Asian warrior and um, almost like a Viking. So I was beginning to see all these different faces. Um, and I, I sat there. In fact, I didn't even want to breathe because I was afraid that I was going to change the dynamics. So I would stop seeing what it was I was seeing. Yeah. So that that was absolutely amazing. When it was over, I I didn't even have like the words to ask the question. Was like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> and why did I see that? And um. So what she tried to explain, because I wasn't the only one who had those kind of experiences, but that was my first experience of, of the, the, like the supernatural, if you, for lack of a better, better term. Sure. Um, and what she explained is when we start to access those, those energies that I was, what I was seeing was I was beginning to see auras around her body and that explained the colors that were dancing around her. And also that I was looking into past lives. So as either seeing my life or her life, or like I said, my mom, I clearly recognize my mom as a man. So that 
that was so bizarre that um, I made a decision to start studying with this lady. <laughs> what age were you at this time? I was 24. Okay, wow. Yeah. How, how long? How, how long did this experience? That that how long did that take place? Did it like was it like the, the an instant or? The meditation was about two hours. Okay. Oh wow. So during the course of that time, so I don't, um, I was there long enough to watch um, the where the where we were, we were facing the ocean. So I was there long enough to watch the sunset. Wow. Just to give you an idea. So that's why the room got dark, really, is because the sun had set. Oh. But when you're you're in a meditative state, you don't really have a lot of uh, time references. Right. Sure. Plus, it was quiet, and everybody, you know, it was silent. I mean, there was nothing. There was no music or anything. It was just silence. It was such a cool experience. So after that, I... I decided that um, maybe I should switch occupations from studying being an actor to maybe um, doing what these people do. It's like I, I don't even, you know, I, I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. For so for the next four years, I started to study with uh, the metaphysicians, and that's what they were called back in the eighties. It was not popular to hang out with that group of healers. In fact, they weren't even called healers at the time. They were called like quacks and charlatans. And it's like everyone's like wink, wink, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you um, would say any of, uh, or try to share your experiences. But the cool thing about these ladies that I studied with, they have such tremendous wisdom that they would say, wait until we hit 2000. And, and in the late 80s, I couldn't even fathom 2000. Right. What they told us would happen is we would leave the time of, um, we would leave the Piscean age and we would go into the Aquarian age and um, and everything would be different. So they were right. It's like by the time we hit the 2000s, then some of the things that I had been doing was um, referred to as alternative healing, mm-hmm. you know, complementary uh, healing and those types of things. So um so a lot of change really in a very short amount of time maybe mm-hmm. 20 years yeah at, at that time though I, I wasn't mature enough to to go any further so i went from like 84 to 88 and then i just kind of went back into my normal life um but i promised myself that at some point i would go back into the healing arts and see what i can contribute to my community so uh, fast forward uh, a couple of decades, um, when I moved to Albuquerque, um, I had just gotten married. Um, in fact, I um, the reason why we moved, I met my husband in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And okay. my little sister had uh, purchased a candy company there. So I'd gone to Wyoming to help her in the fourth quarter before I went back to San Diego. Well, during that time, uh, during the fourth quarter, I uh, happened to have met the, the man who became my husband. Wow. And he uh, he was a cowboy. He had been a cowboy for two months. <laughs> he had always wanted to be a cowboy since his first John Wayne movie. And uh, he was working on a bison ranch about an hour south of Jackson. So it was really kind of cool. 
I thought bison had been extinct for some reason. So right, the right. first time I drove, I was a six mile road. So the first time I drove down this road uh, and it opened up into the pasture, it was filled with bison. It was the most glorious thing I think I had ever seen. That's cool. It's the fact that I was in Wyoming. Right. uh, If you haven't been to Wyoming, the the topography is just amazing. Yeah, it it is beautiful. beautiful. Absolutely. So um, since I didn't like 34 feet of snow. um, (laughs) (laughs) You don't like to be just buried in snow? That and, and and I'm not even exaggerating. They have um, they had the snow posts on the road. Yeah. So, so you know where to stay in. So sure. uh, by the ranch, they had the snow post, and then they have a pop a post uh, above the snow post, just because it, they do get that much snow. That's crazy. So the company that my husband worked for, uh, we moved to Denver, and then from there we moved to Albuquerque. And it was uh, my mom had passed away um, a year after we had gotten married, and I was heartbroken. I was really close with my mom, and um, I I felt like I didn't spend enough time with her before she passed. She um, yeah. she passed from um, cancer, and every day at the same time in our new house in Denver, I could feel her walking into the room. Oh wow, mom, um, and then wow. I. Tour. Yeah, it's like I literally could feel her like walk into the room, we would visit and then she would leave. Well, about four or five months after that, I realized that if she's if she's hanging out because of me, then I, I need to stop that. And um, so she could move on to where she needs to be. So I, I just said it out loud. Hey, mom, if you need to go, I'll understand. So that was the last time I really felt her wow. in my house. So we were there. Um, Worst winter in a hundred years in Denver. Mm. <laughs> How could that be? Yeah, right. So we decided to move south. It's like, man, if I have to live in Mexico, I am good with that. <laughs> so we um, we took a look at a couple of places in New Mexico. We looked at Santa Fe and we looked at Carlsbad. In fact, we were considering um, raising bison in Carlsbad because they have the caverns there. And what a great thing where the kids, you know, just across America, when they go and see these caverns, if they, like me, hadn't seen wild bison, that'd be a perfect time for them to see the American buffalo. Yeah, sure. So um, we we almost did that, but uh, the land, the BML, really wanted my husband to have um, cattle experience as opposed to exotic animal experience. Gotcha. So... Buffaloes, believe it or not, are considered to be exotic animals, even though they're indigenous. I don't, yeah, I don't get. Well, I mean, I guess non-domestic would be non-domesticated would be a better word for it than exotic. Right. Right. I mean, they they don't they don't fly, they don't breathe fire, uh, you know, or you know, do anything like they're they're buffalo man. They just they they buffalo. Yeah, uh. <laughs> beautiful animals, that's for sure. So we abandoned that and we decided to uh, settle in Albuquerque. And that's that's where my healing journey began as um, I was here about four months when um, I uh, took a workshop with Dr. William Bankston 
um, and he's he does hands on healing and um, it's like, well, OK, I guess I'm old enough now and mature enough to where I might be able to do this. So I, I started, um, I just followed directions of um, one of our first things was to mummify a banana and just using the technique that he taught us, you just hold a banana, one on each end. And what I would do is I would use the technique that he taught us and I would watch the news and drink coffee before I had to go to work. Um, and the reason, and I, I mummified in two weeks. So it never rotted, it just went from a banana to a really hard substance. Let me show you. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is, can you see oh, it? Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 My mummified banana. So this is about uh, 10, about 12 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it looks like, you know, we're doing this in audio. It's a banana, but it's it is it looks kind of like a uh, a big seed pod because it is dark as uh, I mean, it's black, you know, when you and and and, and but it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. 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 And it's still got its curved shape and everything. It hasn't gotten floppy. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's so I was holding it on both ends like this using the technique. My husband got incredibly nervous as he watched what I was doing with this banana. <laughs> so what? what I, mean, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not yeah. going to have a good outcome. Yeah. 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 So, funny. okay. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find a path here back into It's not going to sound Sorry. totally terrible. No, no, it's fine. I just have, I have a, a gift to make, um, Unintentional double entendres, okay. Uh, but um, okay. So yeah, how how you do it? Uh, <laughs> how did you like? What is the process that and and that to making it where it's well, it's not decaying, you know? I mean, so how did I mean? How did it's it's energy? It's like everybody has energy in their hands uh -huh. and their body. So it's just a matter of allowing the energy to flow through your hands mm -hmm. into the banana. But I'm not focused on the banana. What I'm focused on is just allowing the energy to move through me. Okay. So I just move from hand, to, you know, from one side of my hand to the other side. Okay. And this is really something that everybody can do. So um, what I really discovered over really since uh, 2009 is that we are all energy. Mm -hmm. It's like everything is connected. Yep. Well, so that's where the mysterious really started to come into play for me is having experiences like that. It's like, well, how did I do that? And can I do that with, uh, you know, can I actually do what he does, which puts he puts his hands on people and then he lets his mind wander and do something else while his hands are doing the work. And I think um, what he's trying to teach is getting the ego out of healing. Right. Yeah. So it's it's because we all have this, you know, everybody can do this. Um, it's that panacea where your mom kisses it and makes it better. It's yeah. like there is right. power to that. And there's also truth to that, especially when it comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. So that was my my first beginnings was working with um, with just, you know, playing around with my hands. And then um, 
another workshop came to town and I didn't have the access like I did in San Diego because in San Diego, it's like anything under the sun that I was interested in learning, I could find it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have to wait. But here is a little different. It's a little bit smaller. The venue is, is smaller. So um, I had taken a couple of classes um, and uh, like um, healing touch where you work above the person. Yeah. And I kept getting this sense that if I could just touch the person, because the student that I was working on, uh, she had a broken leg. And and I just had this intuitive feeling that if I could put my hand on either side of the break, something would mend. I don't know where it came from. There was no indication in the training that I was getting that that would be so, but it was just kind of like something I felt like I... I, I just felt like I could help. But since the directions were to work in the field and not on the body, you know, um, I got different results. Well, the reason why I mentioned this is not too long after that workshop, I came across um, a modality taught by Donna Eden uh, where you actually touch the person. Okay. And when you touch, for me, what that was like, um, it was almost like... Um, um, the, oh, what is that sci-fi movie um, of the third kind, Close Encounters of the Third? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're up in Devil's Tower and out there overlooking where the guy on the piano starts to communicate with the mothership and they're yeah. doing some really rudimentary things until the guys behind the glass say, okay, we'll take it from here. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and then they take off. Well, that's what it felt like when I put my hands on the student, it was like I was getting all these sensory impulses. And it's like, oh my God, what do, you, what do I do with this? And it's like, well, they'll, they guided you into the next, you know, the next exercise. So it was, that that for me was it. It's like, okay, well, I am going to continue what I learned from Dr. Bengston about putting my hands on people um, and not turning them into bananas. But <laughs> just seeing where the energy goes and, yeah. and having a curiosity. And that was the other cool thing about um, Donna Eden is um, the whole thing is not to heal people, but just really to bring them into balance. And the reason okay. why that is, is because you never know what they're supposed to experience. Right. So it's not about the healing. It's about helping them have a quality life. Mm-hmm. So that right there also kind of, um, really resonated with with my values and stuff like that. So I started some formal training, and this is where it got interesting. Once I began the training, I had to, um, if I was going to get a certification as an energy medicine practitioner, I had to work on 100 people within a certain amount of time. So um, I I commandeered every friend I had. Yeah. If you weren't a friend and just an acquaintance, you were coming over too. <laughs> if in fact, if you could get to my house, I'm working on you. Um, and uh, and that's when the 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 unusual experiences started to happen. Wow. And I I think that the unusual I think for me what happened was I needed to be and and still as I'm evolving, I think I needed to be mature enough to and um and skilled enough to where 
these paranormal experiences that were about to unfold, I would have the the inward structure to be okay with that. Okay. So the first experience I had, um, I invited my friend over. She uh, she's a school teacher. I absolutely love her and respect her because teaching kids are hard. Yes. She teaches middle school. So I think she's that's about the worst too. My dad was a my dad was a middle school teacher and he yeah, yeah. Because you have all of those raging hormones. Yep. Oh yeah. But um and this was in my first year of training. So she came over on a Saturday and in my mind's eye, I kept seeing like these two they looked like gargoyles outside of my door looking in, like they're waiting for permission. And I got the sense that they belonged to her and not to me. So I'm like, oh, my God, what are gargoyles doing? What What is this? So I didn't mention it to her just in case uh, they were real. <laughs> you know, just because I was seeing them in my mind's eye. So some things you just shouldn't be talking about. And, and, and I wanted her to come back. So, um, you know, if I'm saying, hey, you've got gargoyles hanging out with you, chances are she would not come back for the next yeah, yeah, yeah. session. So I filed it away, but it was just the weirdest experience because they would stand at my front door and just patient, patiently wait. Hmm. And, uh, and, it, and it, I wouldn't say that it scared me, but it made me nervous because I didn't. Right. I didn't know what that was. So our next training, we trained in Phoenix. Um, the, so the next session, I uh, had an opportunity to sit with one of my TAs and I, I very gingerly told her because I didn't want uh, to sound like um, I need a mental health um, intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now but i also i was curious it's like what is this so as i told her she goes oh you must be visual and it's like well i am visual and she explained that as you work in this type of energy that the veil that separates us from like different realities it starts to get a little thin and with some people they see some people hear some people can feel touching you know and things like that or if you stay with it long enough, then all of your senses develop right, and right. you begin to have uh, these experiences. So good to know I'm not crazy, but now <laughs> what do I do with the gargoyles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like check that first thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Now I've got something else. It's like, okay, so yeah, what do we do with that? And uh, she recommended that. Um, to put selenite like in each corner of the room that I worked in so that if anything, uh, so that all the negative energy can come out and it has a place to go. Okay. So, okay. So I did that and then don't invite them in. And it's like, I will definitely not invite them in. Yeah. So that was really the only, and she only came for a couple of times before life got really busy for her too, um, about the, the gargoyle thing. So um, it's like, okay, so I, okay, so do I, do I see that with everybody? And it's like, no. So then I began to um, have different experiences and it's like, how, how do I, um, how do I, you know, how do I w work with them? You know, yeah. what do I do now that I see this stuff? Right. And right about that time, I had just finished 
my second year of training and I got my certification as an energy medicine practitioner and I started working. How do you, can you just explain how, where does that, what body, um, do you get that through? What is that through a, um, a religious thing or is that through the state? How does that work? How does what work? Certification. Yeah. Oh, uh, Donna Eden has a certification program to teach energy medicine. Okay. okay. So she has a four-year training program. Okay. So, and I went through three of the four years. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, and I had met her in Albuquerque when she had done her weekend workshop. Okay. And um, and this and so I got my um, I think it was 2015. 2017 is when I got my 2015 is I finished my uh, my clinical uh, not my clinical but just as a practitioner mm-hmm. uh, my dad died in between there and then 2017 I became a clinical practitioner so that's another thing too wow. it, um, what I you know I'm just trying to put all of this in perspective and try to understand you know some of the things that I experience. I went to and started working out of a yoga studio, um, and I absolutely loved this place. It was like in this little triangle of energy where it was nestled in between an Ayurvedic um, school, and also there was like a lot of electricity on the corner from the cell towers and other things that were being uh, put up, and um, it was just nestled. It was just this beautiful little studio. And I was having all of these like odd experiences in the studio. And a lot of times I was there by myself before my client came. Um, So there was one where I was preparing for um, a client and I turn around and in my mind's eye, I see this cartoon like like the genie from uh, Aladdin, Uh you know, just a little tiny body with a great, you know, front. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> Mr. Genie. If you're if you're of the highest and purest good, you can stay. Otherwise, get out. Right. Um, so uh, he just wanted to know what I was doing, and uh, he just wanted to make sure that I was going to take good care of this client that was coming in. And she was a teenager, so I really appreciated this energy, uh, just kind of checking in to see if yeah. I was okay to work on this gal. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm not going to tell anyone that this genie just came in because I want people to come and see me. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just in case. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know. And um, the studio was just awesome. They invited shamans in to like do like full moon blessings and nice. um, different types of healers. They had like, um, like gong baths where you like hit like um, the singing bowls and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibration. So yeah. all kinds of really cool workshops that nice. people that went and took yoga could experience. And on this one evening, I um, I was waiting for my, uh, my client to come in and it was a new moon and um, so the yoga instructor, I didn't know his name, um, and, and it's still the shyness I don't think ever really goes away. Inst- instead of going out and introducing myself, 
um, I just kind of waved and went into the room and um, because I didn't know his name. And so uh, I could hear all the girls giggling as they went, went into the yoga studio and my client had come in and in eating energy medicine, you don't disrobe, you just, um, you just wear your clothes as I work on you. Yeah. And I had her all snuggled in um, on the massage table when I heard like the, um, the drums starting and it's like, oh, they must be doing like a full moon or a new moon meditation with um, a shaman or something. And right yeah. at the time, I heard this lady, she, I think she was Polynesian. She starts like her first cry out to the moons. And it's like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And then I looked down at my client. It's like, oh, thank God she's still asleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> the lady was loud. And yeah. the thumping of the drums. Um and it was just so majestic. So the whole hour that I'm working on my client, I'm listening to this lady, and I just can imagine how powerful that um, that yoga class must have been. And right at the like right on clockwork, right at the very end of the hour, you hear this thump, 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 and then it was quiet. And that's always my favorite time. Is like just that lull when uh, the students start to like walk into the foyer before they leave. Yeah, because the energy is released and you yeah. kind of, you know, the whole room. And um, and I looked out on my client and I'm like, I'm waking her because it's time for her to go to. And um, so as you know, she gets uh, as she's getting, you know, putting her shoes on and stuff like that. I run out into the yoga studio because I wanted to meet the lady that did the um, like the prayers to the full moon. And um I went past the yoga instructor who was flirting with these two girls um, after <laughs> And I walked into the studio and she wasn't there. And it's like, oh, I missed her. So I, um, I went to the yoga instructor and I just said, that was powerful. I could hear it in the room. And he looked at me and he goes, you could? And it's like, yeah. And I said, I especially like the, the drums. And he looked at me and he's like, the drums? And I'm like, row, row. <laughs> so I, I told him about what I had heard about the the shaman and the incantations and the prayers to the the new moon. And he's like, yeah. um, that didn't happen. So I don't know what I was hearing, but the whole studio was filled with this um, Polynesian woman praying to the moon. Wow. During the entire um, time. And uh, I, I just laughed because it's like, oh, <laughs> wow. So, so that's that's the auditory um, development going on there. That was a part of it, and by that time, exactly. So I had the visual, and also, and then the auditory started to kick in. Wow. And, um, I, especially when you're new and learning these modalities, it's like you had to follow protocols um, to the letter. And I kept getting, um, by this time, I had moved into another office, and I kept hearing this woman's voice over my left shoulder saying, um, telling me what to do. And it's, but it was against protocol. And it's like in my, in my head, it's like, I'm not doing that. And um, specifically, I was getting directions to use a magnet on somebody. And you mm. have to be really careful when you use magnets because it's electrical. Yeah. Right. And it can and it can um, it can uh, ruin the the um, the 
electricity within the body. So you just have to be careful. So uh -huh. I'm not using it. And she kept saying, you need to use it on his shoulder. And it's like, are you using it? Finally, she's like this lady in my head, or really behind my shoulder, yelled at me, use the magnet. So I did. And that's exactly what my client needed just to get rid of um, some chronic pain that wow. nobody could figure out what he had. Wow. So I started, um, and I always joked about that because I told one of my colleagues, it's like, oh, now I'm hearing things. I know there's medication for that. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just going to see where it takes me. That's amazing. So um, how much information do you get from people like before they come and see you? Do you have a consultation with them and you kind of understand where they're coming from spiritually and then physically also? Well, that's a great question. If it's the first time that they're coming to see me, uh, I ask them why. You know, mm -hmm. why they're coming. Uh, New Mexico is this beautiful place where you've got the Kulanderas, which are the, the women healers that are from Mexico, uh -huh. we have the Native Americans and all of their healing traditions. Uh, there are a ton of different types of healers. So I, I take more of a, I like to think that I have more of a systematic approach to bringing people into balance. Yep. Plus just my personality, I need structure. So I like the structure of having, um, going to a specific place and getting training and then um, passing on the training that um, that I've learned. Sure. So so when I first uh, when someone first comes to see me, I I listen to the way they talk. I uh, listen to what they're looking for. Um, I can't help everybody. And also, I need to let them know that I don't I don't heal diagnoses, but it's a great place to start. So, for example, if I have um, like irritable bowel syndrome, that's going to lead me to uh, a couple of things. Um, emotionally, uh, is the person, um, do, do they have fear? Is that leading yeah. them? Physically, um, there are a couple of meridians in ancient Chinese, like Chinese medicine, that I can check to see if they have under or over energy. Um, so I listen to everything and what is it that they're looking for? You know, what yeah. kind of relief? And a lot of times they don't know what they're looking for. They just know that um, they want to feel different than when they, you know, than when they came to see. Sure. So with that, um, I've had uh, I've had some fairly amazing experiences. The one that comes to mind is I um, first time I met this young gal and her boyfriend uh, she had just left him and he had been um, he had been hitting her and she was afraid that she was going to go back to him. So I was making mental notes about some of the um, some of the trauma places I could recommend for her when she finished with me. Um, there's they have all kinds of really good programs in Albuquerque to help domestic violence and things like that. Yeah. And also there's a place here that's called Health Care for the Homeless. What they do there is they do assessments um, to help you find the best place for uh, for whatever you may need. So I was making mental notes of that also. But as I started to work um, specifically in the head area and really relaxing her nervous system, um, that we have a big window that's on the side of the wall here and that's parallel to me. 
And I saw like this huge shadow out of the corner of my eye. And I thought that a huge tracker had passed by. Um, and then as I'm focusing on my client, I hear like a, a snap of a feather um, fan that people use in the Renaissance fairs. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with yeah. this, the sound yeah. that you snap the accordion, but it's yeah. specifically a, a feather sound is, is a little bit different. Yep. It's a little bit more muffled, but it's still curt. And so when I heard that, I looked up and I saw this great big, huge, like angel starting to unfold itself mm. um, in my office. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. God. And it's like, and I don't know any, I don't have angel knowledge. So, um, as far as I could tell, that would be like an iconic angel. And, um, I asked, um, I, if you're not of the highest and purest good, you have to leave as this thing continued to like stretch out and like unfold his wings. And I'm like, okay, well, I, you're either here for me or you're here for this gal. Yeah. So, and he was pink. It's like, whoever heard of a pink um, angel? Wow. So I just took another mental note. Okay, I'll write down. Um, when I go home, I'll look up pink angels and see what, you know, what the significance of that is. And um, so I did. Um, I did not tell my client that there was a big pink angel <laughs> for the integrity of our um, session. But uh, she did. She left feeling better than the, when she had come in, which is always wow. the goal. Sure. Never saw her again. I, um, I, when I went home and I looked up uh, pink angels, it's uh, Shanuel or Shanuel. I don't know how to pronounce okay. it. Okay. But it's, it's an archangel. And this archangel is specifically works with God and governs love. Mm. So wow. I just. How perfect that That's this, great. this gal had this particular angel looking over her. So I, I hope that the angel is keeping her safe. So some of those things um, certainly happen as um, just a course of doing the energy work. But also some of the other things that I've experienced have, have been as a direct result of grief. Mm. When, uh, and just the lowering. I think what happens is when... Uh, when, and it was when my dad died and uh, just all of that, just that rawness of um, early onset of grief, I started seeing, uh, I think I was seeing over into the other side type of thing because I was seeing uh, people, but they weren't alive. I was seeing dead people. Okay. And at first it's like, why am I seeing this? I am wide awake. And they always seem to congregate in my, um, my office and the, the way that I have the office, it's it's really kind of a cool, it's like a Jack and Jill room where the room is here and then they have French doors that open up into the other room. Uh -huh. So I'm in the, the guest room um, in, on the like the west side of the house and where the um, French doors are is where I saw all of the activity, which would be my office. And so I woke up one night i'd been watching tv and that room was um in an amber light and i was thinking uh what on earth would be casting that kind of color and right at that moment i see this old man that was naked walk across the french doors and i'm like oh my god <laughs> what is that <laughs> and why are they in my house <laughs> yeah yeah 
because I don't recognize that body. That's for yeah, sure. That's, right. that's a whole other kind of Amber Alert right there. <laughs> of the third kind. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, and and I would constantly see this little girl. She was about, well, she wasn't a little girl. She was about 14 that would stand in the door jam and just kind of look at me. And it's like, once again, it's like, okay, I'm awake. Why am I seeing this? It's like, I'm not getting any information as to why I may be, uh, why? I don't know why I'm seeing this. Right. So um, what I did discover though, as time went on and the grief wasn't as intense, it was like the veil started to to raise again. Mm. So that um, I, I do have, still have some of those experiences but not as intense as um, as the the first couple of months after my dad passed. So that's like a sort of a, like you're not a you you don't you don't claim to be psychic, right? Or 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 is that part of it? But that yeah. kind of leans into that world. I feel like. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, and I think that's a great question too. I think it has to do with sensitivity. Right. So it's like the more I work in the energy um, and get into those realms because. Um, I don't specifically try to connect with anything, but as I'm working in the energy and as I get more experience, I'm less afraid. Right. So the less afraid I am, I think the more, um, the more the things can communicate with me. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if everybody has that. I think it's, it's the way it's your orientation into the world because right. you if I mention that to some people, they're like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we live, we die, that's it, you know, <clears throat> which is fine. So I just. Well, yeah, there is a lot. Of, there's a lot to be said, though, for we just had a conversation with somebody and there's a lot to be said for the things that we can't explain and and things that we can't see. I think what's interesting is that you see so many different types of, of these things. So it's not like you're just you're not like just seeing this one type of thing. You're getting bombarded by whatever the person you're seeing is bringing with them, which is interesting. And and that's kind of the cool thing. So I really believe that we're not alone. Um, when my dad died, it was so interesting. It's like when I um, he was still in California. So I um, I took a plane from here to California, and when I got into his hospice room. Um, I saw two very bright lights above his bed mm. and, um, and I would look over at my siblings and it's like, they didn't see them. So I didn't mention it, um, again, just because I, I want to be respectful, mm-hmm. but I think those lights were, I think one of them was my mom. And I think the other one was his mom, my grandmother. Oh, wow. And, um, the, the lights were there right up until he took his last breath. Wow. And then after that, I saw him uh, leave his body and um, try try to talk to me. I'm thinking because that image was there for a long time. And what I saw was um, the Rock'em Sock'em robots, you know, yeah. those little block toys. Yep. He was in that image, but it, he was like an, um, in an opaque color. Yeah. So I think he had that image so I wouldn't be frightened. Wow. So and then at least that's that's I guess that's what I was seeing. So I don't always know when I'm seeing or when I'm sensing. Um, 
So I just stay open and just wait to see if the right answer comes. And I if it doesn't come today, you know, maybe. I think, go I ahead. Think, I know. I think you're right also in the way that you sort of don't tell and reveal that to people yeah. because I think in a way that that would maybe take away from their experience and also maybe take away from what it is you're trying to get. Cause I could imagine that like you're kind of going into this each situation, trying to keep an open mind and open heart or, you know, to what's happening mm -hmm. and you're just trying to read what it is and, and maybe, and like you said, you know, you don't want to scare your client um, because they may not have any clue as to what you're talking about. And the the way it's revealing itself to you may may be different than the way it would reveal itself to the person also. So there's that also. So it's like I think that's a good, yeah. that's responsible in my opinion. The the way that you conduct that, I think it's that's a good thing. Thank you, and it's respectful because right. um, if I had experienced what I'm experiencing today, like even like 15 or 20 years ago, I would have been terrified. Mm. Not only would I have been terrified, but I would have never have gone forward with anything that I'm doing. Right. So I think that sensitivity is something that I've grown into, which I'm I'm grateful that I've had the time to grow into that. So there's some fun things that you can do with that sensitivity sensitivities. Also, last year I went to um, Estes Park for a family reunion. Oh, that's I that's beautiful. It that is. Area. Yeah. yeah. I went to the Stanley Hotel. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I did that with my family. Did you take the ghost uh, tour? Yes, we did. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. So every room that I went into, I would look around and it's like, hello, hello. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. We didn't, I didn't have any experience. I didn't feel their people. Yeah. So I get it. They're probably up in the rooms where they're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. But at the very end of the uh, the uh, the tour, you know how they take you in that big room and you're kind of like in that yep. semicircle. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and um, uh, and the the tour guide is kind of wrapping up. I feel the energy shift in the room, and so I asked her, "Hey, use your um, your little voice box and see if there's anybody in here." And she said the cutest thing. She goes, well, they wouldn't come in here. <laughs> and it's like, well, turn it on anyway. Let's right. see. Yeah. So she turned her box on and the voice that came out was Jason. And there was a young man. He was about 14 and his name was Jason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, like everybody freaked like, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was, that was the perfect ending, I think, oh, to, wow. the, um, to the, the ghost tour was the young man got to have like that, that experience. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. If anybody ever gets a chance, you should go. It's, it's really, not only is the drive to get there amazing. Cause we came through the, uh, on the Rocky mountain highway, whatever they call that, the highway, right? The Rocky mountain highway. Yes. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. And it's super steep and it's narrow and it's a, it's just really high and but you go over the mountain and then you get into estes park and it's just beautiful and it's um that hotel was built by uh mr stanley the stanley steamer car and he was prescribed to go out there he was from the east coast he had a uh, uh tuberculosis issue i guess right his lungs or something and they told him to go out there 
to clear it to clear his lungs up and um he built this whole hotel for his friends and his family to come visit him and it's uh it's impressive and it's so cool and it's where uh stephen king wrote the shining so i've got that's where they did too it's just yeah they filmed it there too yeah what does your cowboy husband uh think about this this world that you're involved with because oh, cowboys are known to be very uh, down to earth, you know, and no nonsense, and you know, yeah, it's what it is, right there on the surface, kind of a deal. That's it, and he has one word, which is hohokum. <laughs> In fact, this is, but he's got a good sense of humor about it, and he does let me work on him when he's like, I know he's like near dead, yeah, when he lets me work on him. But it was the winter solstice, and it was cold. In fact, um, it hadn't quite snowed, but it was getting ready to snow here. And um, it was about 8 o'clock, and he looks at me, and he goes, don't you have somewhere to go? And for a minute, I started to panic because I thought I had forgotten, like I was supposed to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, what do you mean? Where am I supposed to be? He goes, don't you people go out and dance around in the moonlight? Or something? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that's great that's awesome like, that's great not, not without boots <laughs> yeah no that's awesome that's great to have a sense of humor you know yeah. i mean that's important that's so great well i mean you got what a what a wild so you you have a, a um a practice now um i do you, yeah okay. I, I see people um in my office in albuquerque and i also do virtual meetings okay so the cool thing about the pandemic, I know it was devastating for for most of us, and I don't want to make light of it. But what I was able to do was um, I was able to expand, and I'm, I'm just very curious about all kinds of things because I know that we need to heal our bodies. I also know that we need to heal our minds yeah. as well as our spirit. And I was beginning to see how all these different things were connected. So um, I had gone to a writer's workshop at the very end of 2019, and um, it was for Hay House. And they had talked about one of their very best authors were actually in the next room over doing um, a seminar for like 2,000 people. And I'm like, holy moly, who is that? And the name of this author was Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I had never heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I jotted down his name. And when I got home, I um, I looked him up and started to do some research. And he was doing the same kind of stuff that Dr. Bankston was teaching, um, except um, Dr. Dispenza was calling it the quantum field. Okay. And, um, and Bill, William Bankston was saying, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. It's just energy. Yeah. And it's like, they're both right. So I, I began to see how there was like this through line. So... I started working with the, in the quantum field uh, just through meditations, and I'm still meditating every morning uh, with some of the things that I learned. But that also uh, took me to learn more about heart math and how you can change um, the, uh, the tempo and the rhythm and the beating of your heart so that it synchronizes with your head. So there's the heart-brain connection. And... Uh, the, the research that they've discovered is that not only do we have like neurites 
the same types of cells that in the brain are also in the heart. And it's like, well, what are brain cells doing in the heart? It's because it's got its own little brain in there. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing, I think with your heart, not your head, there's something to that. So I started to put all of this stuff together. So um, this is a very long-winded way of saying, yes, I work in my office, um, but I also help um, now just working with um, being strong in a chaotic world. And we do have a chaotic world right now. And I use yeah. all of this stuff on myself as well. Um, so I do the, the quantum healing and I also do the heart math stuff. Um, I just recently have started to adopt and use some more of the emotion code. The reason why I'm doing that is because I can energy test my clients and I've um, and just through all kinds of energy psychology that's out there. And that's been going strong since 1994. All these therapists began to realize that when we have any kind of trauma, it gets uh, it'll find the weakest link and reside in that part of the body. Mm. So if you have hip issues and you've been to the doctor and you don't know, they don't know why you have hip issues and you can barely walk, it's a possibility that it's a past trauma. Uh -huh. that once you release that trauma, then you go back online. So it's still bringing the person into wholeness, whatever that means to them. So That's great. So you got a whole bunch of different ways to attack just these, to bring people these issues. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it's it, maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's not emotional. Maybe it's something else. Yeah, but right. it's like right. we take a look at the whole picture, um, and then the intuition comes into it. Um, is there anybody in the room? <laughs> right. Right. I won't say. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. You know. So there's all kinds of tools, and the other tools that I use also, I use. Um, like selenite stones and I use um, crystals and things like that. Right. So there's all kinds of different um, tools that you can use to bring someone back into balance. And I don't, I don't think I'm done. I think um, there's still so many different healing modalities out there. There's um, in technology, it's like stem cells now are, yeah. are the big thing. Well, yep. they patches now just like they did for nicotine they have stem cell patches mm. that are um, energetic that you can wear that's supposed to help recalibrate the the that particular energy system yeah so that's great i don't know much about that but i have people that are talking to me about that so yeah. so i'm that's just awesome i'm just really excited about our future you that's know? fantastic yeah, yeah. i mean I, uh, you, you have a fascinating story and, and, uh, how, how can people get in touch with you? Like, do you have social media or, or, or what I ways? There's a couple of ways. And thank you for asking. Uh, my website is white sands energy medicine. So it's white sands energy medicine.com. And the white sands is actually for the white sands, uh, national park. Mm -hmm. That's in the Southern part of New Mexico. It, it's not sand, it's uh, selenite, and selenite okay. moves negative energy, so I thought that was really appropriate. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the other side of the park is Trinity, and that's where they did the, uh, the bombs. So that's yeah, where the nuclear testing. testing yeah. yeah, nuclear right. testing. So what better medium than to put it in selenite yeah. to help encase the, the radioactive stuff? So they can do that. 
I also, my Facebook is um, healing, uh, let's see, remove anxiety through energy medicine. Okay, great. Great. Uh, you ever thought about writing a book or? I, I have, I have the basic outline. In fact, that's really why I went to the, um, <clears throat> I went to the, the workshop. It's, it's like, well, how do you do this stuff? Um, I love telling stories, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're a, pre you're a plethora yeah. of, of knowledge, too, you know. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, and uh, just all the different things. And um, the, the the last thing, um, and I'll just leave you with this, in, um, in Albuquerque specifically, I don't know if anyone is familiar with Emory Smith. Okay. But I follow Emory Smith. I absolutely adore this man. He was um, a, a medical tech for our Air Force Base here in Albuquerque, which was Kirkland Air Force Base. And he talks about underneath the Air Force Base was a whole facility for aliens. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, wow. Yeah. So when I heard that, it's like, how do I get onto the base? Yeah, yeah no kidding. And as a, so I'm always looking up in the sky. It's like, hello. <laughs> so yes. I'm trying to raise my vibration. So. You know, so something will contact me. It's like, I, I don't know how I could be of service, but gosh, you never know. And then I also talked to uh, the people that are born and raised here in Albuquerque. They're like, oh, it's not under the airport. And that's where the Air Force base is. It's right next door to our airport. It's underneath the Manzano Mountains, which is mm -hmm. the mountain range, right? Just okay. right, yep. right out my, my backyard, really. So, so wow. We, is true um gosh i i hope I'll, i can come back and tell you about that yeah 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 that, <laughs> yes. that would be amazing you're yeah. welcome you're welcome to come back anytime we'd yes. love to have you thank you for this has been such a fun well i've been talking about myself of course it's no been it's great <laughs> yeah yeah no it's been fantastic you've, you've been enjoying it oh good yeah. yeah 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 thank you so much for coming on and thank you for the invitation Absolutely. Well, we'll let you go and enjoy your your uh, the rest of what you got for your evening. Thank you so much, and for you two gentlemen as well. Thank you. And my one of my girls here. Thanks. For I you. saw her. Yeah, if, she, if she wants to be held, she wants to be held. So you know, and this is a fairly recent development where she just wants to come up to me and have me hold her. Oh. So yeah, and I mean, I, she's been with me for. Almighty. 12 or 13 years so Aww. yeah she's my sweetheart yeah they're pretty special animals yeah so, cool so cool all right well thank you again liz we appreciate it well, yes this has been great i'll 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 let you know uh when this is coming out and if there's any links or anything uh you want to send me uh feel free to do that as well all right great all right, all right. thank you so much okay have a good night. Thank you. Enjoy, Bye. gentlemen. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.